Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome back to Better Living. I'm your host, Nick Carissimi. Today we are talking about the Dallas Black Dance Theater. And here to help me with that is Melissa Young. She is their Associate Artistic Director. How are you doing today? I'm fantastic. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for joining me. Uh, Jerry Hawkins, who is with Bachman Link Together, gave me a laundry list of organizations to check out. And you guys were on that list, and you contacted me, and here you are. Actually, kind of on short notice. You got here relatively quick, and so I really appreciate you taking the time to step into the studio today. No problem. We like to make it happen and just talk about, you know, the goodness we have going on at the company. Well, you guys do have a a lot going on with the company and uh, a wonderful and rich history. You guys have been around for a long time, celebrating your 41st season this year, which is kind of amazing. I think a lot of people don't know. I certainly didn't know that you guys are the oldest professional dance company in Dallas. I did not know that until I checked out your website, which is dbdt.com. You guys are, uh, you're intense. You guys know what you're doing. Yeah, I feel like Dallas Black Dance Theater, we are a gem and not a hidden gem. We are a jewel on the top of the jewelry box for all to see. And there's just so much we have to offer at Dallas Black Dance Theater, not just patrons coming to a performance. So we just like to you know, continuously get the word out and let everyone know what we have you know, to share. Well, let's talk about who you guys are and really what you do. What is the Dallas Black Dance Theater Company? Our company was founded in 1976 by Mrs. Ann Williams, who is the founder. She is um, from Mejia, Texas. And Mrs. Williams started Dallas Black Dance Theater as a community uh, school. She wanted a place for African-American boys and girls to uh, train and gain discipline, just like all other children, you know, in the community. And as those students uh, through the academy became teenagers and adults, all of a sudden these performance requests started happening, right? And so, you know, they'd want Dallas by Dance Academy at the time to perform at churches, different festivals. And um, finally, one of Miss Williams' dancers said, you know, Miss Ann, you should start a dance company. And she always says to the stage, she goes, I had to ask Jackie McElroy, like, why? For what? Why would I do that? We're fine with this academy and the boys and girls are learning a lot. And um, Jackie said, you know, you're gaining more popularity. And so I think we could really do it. So um, a lot of um, dancers who had been training professionally, um, they from from Dallas, they um, banded together and said, yes, Miss Ann, let's make this happen. So um, as they continued to fulfill all of these requests in the early 80s, um, around 1978 or so, 81, um, we became a fully fledged professional company. And it was more like project to project at that time uh-huh. based. Um, but then you know, we had to put the hammer down and say, you know what, let's do it. So we became a 501c3 organization, nonprofit. And um, now we are celebrating our 41st year. And 
I don't think Mrs. Williams ever had the dream um, that her company would grow to the level that it is now. I was when I was doing research for this. I, I I saw that the it looks like the Dallas Black Dance Academy is 44 years old. Yes, and this is 41 years old. The, the company itself is 41 years. Correct. Is it common in the dance world for an academy to spring up into a company or vice versa? If I, if you're going to ask me how it normally works, I would say, well, mm-hmm. you have a, a a dance company and then you got all this talent, so why not start an academy? Right. Well, I feel like there's no rule or logic to it. But in our case, it makes sense because with the academy being a little bit uh, older, three years, uh, it allows that continuous training and process to happen, Mm -hmm. which the, you know, the graduation of students from age group to age group, it was I mean, it was really meant to happen that way. And now that we have our academy, we have over 300 students in our academy who train. Yes, they train on a daily basis. Our academy is open six days a week. We offer classes for students ages two through adults. So we've got mommy and me classes. And then someone like you can come and take (laughs) class. (laughs) (laughs) I guess, in theory, someone like me could probably come in and check it out. Absolutely. And we offer classes in every technique, ballet, modern, jazz, African, hip-hop. We have um, stretch and tone, you know. Okay. Yeah. How how intense does it get for certain people in the academy? Like you're saying, it it really could be any level of dance, but Mm -hmm. I I have to guess you guys have a very elite set of people that are running through the through the program. Now, is it almost like a full-time thing for some of the people that are in the academy? Depending on their age group. Um, because of the student's interest and desire level to train, and I mean, there are over a dozen students that you could ask, what do you want to do when you grow up? I want to be a professional dancer like the dancers in Dallas Black Dance Theater. So through that desire, we have had to create student ensembles so we have three performing ensembles through dallas black dance academy we have our junior performing ensemble they're ages 9 to 12 and then our senior performing ensemble they're they kind of overlap in age from about 11 to 14 Mm. and then our allegro performing ensemble they're more high school age so junior high high school age because we wanted to make sure that um, no age group you know got uh, that was left untouched and so of course so if there's a 15 or 16 year old from that to a professional level there is still a gap so out of that grew our dbdt encore and encore is our second professional performing company and encore company that grew out of um, just because of so many performances that the main company, Dallas Black Dance Theater, was not able to fulfill. Mm. So we don't want to, you know, turn down opportunities because every community um, nationwide um, is important. And we all know how important arts is to, you know, everyone's life. So here we have five companies under our umbrella. Does the Academy serve as a feeder system for the Dallas Black Dance Theater, or is it common for people to essentially graduate and maybe go to either another dance theater or to college, or how does that kind of work? Yeah, a lot of people ask that question, and I feel like uh, we provide training for both avenues. Um, 
essentially, yes, we want the students to grow up through the academy. And we can proudly say that we have a handful of students who have done exactly mm. that. Um, a current company member, she's a Dallas native, McKinley Willis. She has been training at Dallas Black Dance Theater since she was about seven years old. And now she's a college graduate and she is in the main company. And uh, so that's one example. And we have in our Encore company uh, currently four dancers who were in Encore. They got promoted into the main company. And then in terms of, you know, other avenues, we have um, three or four students who are current students at the Juilliard School in New York. So wasn't that recent? I thought I heard something about that where they all like all these kids at the same time got accepted. Yes. And it was four of them from all from the same company. And I think that they said they let in like 12 people globally per year or something insane. Was that true? Am I right on? You are exactly spot on. So that makes us poke our chest out a little bit. Yeah. Absolutely. How could it not? Yeah. So um, just to know that we are providing that training of excellence. And I can also uh, sit here and confidently say that we have one of the best academies in our area. Why? Because the majority of our company members, Dallas by Dance Theater and Encore members, they are the teachers in our academy. Uh. So it's rare that you will find current professional dancers who are able to utilize their knowledge as a company dancer um, with academy students. You're talking about instructors that are currently working at the highest levels possible, Absolutely. not somebody who danced 20 years ago and decided to, to switch into a teaching role. Currently, they're yes. the best of the best, and they're who you're being taught by. Yes, and a lot of times I don't think the parents realize it, or sometimes they may not make the connection. Mm-hmm. But when we have the opportunity to perform at different festivals, and you can clearly see the difference. So that makes us kind of pump our fists and go, yes! <laughs> <laughs> How do you train a dancer to be a teacher? Because I don't necessarily know that you that one goes with the other. So if if you've got a a young dancer who is also now a teacher, how do you make sure that they're doing both? effectively because you're like we said you guys are running at a very very high level very elite right well when you talk about a very young age uh, for clarity uh, when people see the dancers are like oh they're so young and I always look at them I go hmm I suppose so but both Encore Company and the main company members of Dallas by Dance Theater they're all college graduates so they're all you know mid-20s mid Early 20s to early 30s. Okay. So they've got a lot of knowledge under their belt from their previous training at college universities or a professional dance institution. So with that training that they have, along with the training that they get on a daily basis, because they're still training, they still take dance classes every day as a part of warm-up. So it all comes full circle. And I think one really helps the other, because if... I am, quote unquote, only a company dancer, and now I'm asked to be a dance instructor. Sometimes you may not exactly know or feel like, oh, my gosh, can I do this? You can because that's how you learn more about yourself, and that's how you learn how to help others by these questions that you get. You you know, putting the shoe on the other foot. Okay, let me put myself in, in this student's uh, position and figure out how to effectively communicate what I'm asking them to do. That full understanding yes. where you not only can execute these moves, you can teach them, and that shows that you are truly proficient. Mm-hmm. 
where are most of these dancers coming from? You're saying that you do have some that are from the Dallas area. Mm-hmm. Are we looking at students in a in a global matter? Absolutely. Or is it mostly just from the country? Where are the dancers? Because I'm interested in people that are in the academy, but also yes. people that are actually in the company. We have dancers who have been in the company from all over the globe. Currently, we have dancers who come from coast to coast. And then also, uh, Sean J. Smith, he is from Vancouver, British Columbia. Okay. So, um, and when I was a performer in the company, um, we have one dancer, Yuka, she's from Japan. Um, another uh, woman, Ingrid, she was from Canada, from Toronto. So, you know, we get around. Oh, oh company member Jamie, he's from Belize. So, all yeah. over the place. Yeah. Okay. I'm sitting with Melissa Young. She's the Associate Artistic Director of the Dallas Black Dance Theater Company. When when did you start with the company? When did you cuz you said that you were a part of it as a dancer. Yes. So when did that start for you and how did you how did you find out? Cuz you're not from Dallas. I'm not. I'm a California native. I'm okay. an Orange County girl. All right. Um I grew up there and I moved to New York when I was very young. Uh my parents were um kind enough or maybe crazy enough to let me move to New York and I trained at the Ailey School in New York City and I'm a graduate of their certificate program and I studied on scholarship as well. Were your parents dancers? No. I'm the only dancer in the comp- in really? my family. Yeah. Wow. Uh, my mom says she doesn't know where it comes from. She just put me in dance and said, you know. Well, I was going to say, you know, for, for a family to let uh, their daughter go off to New York to go dance, you know, I would think that if you had that in your family's background, They'd be more understanding and willing to allow that to happen, but that is a gigantic leap of faith that your family took then. Yeah, I, I started dancing when I was five and ballet and tap, like a lot of little girls do. And my mom, she just put me, she said I was honestly, she said I was very clumsy. <laughs> <laughs> so she said, um, Oh no, I'm not going to raise a child who is not graceful in their life. She says, Every person needs discipline and they need grace. So she said that's why she enrolled me and she's my energy. She just couldn't contain it. So wow, okay. um, so uh, the hobby turned into a, you know, a desire to go onward for a career. And so um, training in New York at the Ailey School and uh, I was there for a little over three years and I saw this audition notice posted and I said to myself, I'm going on this one last audition because I did not want to spend my dance career auditioning with no gig. And so lo and behold, went on the audition, made it to the final cuts. They called me up one night. Oh, I should go back and say Dallas Black Dance Theater was holding auditions in New York City. Uh. And so... um Dallas Black Dance called, said, we'd like to offer you a position. I was like, me, Melissa Young, me, a dance career? Uh, okay. Didn't know anyone here. I One of my brothers was living in Houston. He played for the Houston Astros. So that was my only connection to Texas. And um, I said, I'll give Dallas two years. I, th- I thought it was a strange place. Um, I said, it's not New York. It's not California. And my mom said, just give it two years and then take it one year at a time. And so here I am. So how did you make the switch from being in the company to actually working for it? So when I came to Dallas in 1994 in that late summer, um, I mean, life couldn't have gotten any better. I was really living the dream of every uh, professional dancer, touring around the globe and working with top-notch choreographers, amazing, I call them dance mates, and um, one season I said, you know what, I just, I think I want to take a year off. Mm. I didn't want to leave the company. Um, I sound like um, 
being a little mm, kind of whiny. I'm like, oh, I'm just so tired of touring and I just need my body needs a break. And so Miss Williams said, OK, um, she goes, you're not leaving. And I said, oh, no, no, I don't want to leave. I've always been uh, as a child who I'm one of those who likes to know a little bit of everything. So um, she says, we don't have a lot of branches on the tree in terms of positions, but we need a rehearsal director. I said, rehearsal director, I don't even know how to do that. She goes, something tells me that you'll figure it out and I believe in you so you can do it. So that was my chance. So that's how the slow transition happened of me moving from the stage onto the arts administration side, as well as still, you know, maintaining my time in the studio with the dancers as a rehearsal director. I'm, I'm interested in this, and, and we will get back to the actual theater company, but being a dancer and, and taking this major leap going all the way across the country to probably the most competitive artistic area in the world, New York City, and you're you're doing all these auditions and it's not hitting the way you want to and then finally you get that call and you're you're in what what did that feel like and what does that do for somebody that's worked so hard to pursue a craft like this I can probably um, identify with that feeling of course I've never been in the Olympics but how an Olympic athlete when they're standing on that podium they probably they've trained their whole life for that moment and they never thought it was going to happen for me, I felt like um, I'm just going to keep training every day. I'm going to keep trying to be the best performer I could be. And I kept my fingers crossed. I prayed a lot and said, hopefully this is going to work out because I felt like uh, not making it to the top level was not acceptable. So, so were you were you scared or relieved then when you knew you were coming to Dallas to be a part of this company? I was both. I was a little freaked out. I'm like, oh, my gosh, I have a job now but then I kept telling myself but this is what you've always wanted yeah. and so um, I think it was that uh, bittersweet and what I mean by that is it was so sweet because this is like the golden you know trophy of my life but then I was like but no I'm so comfortable you know in my surroundings and training every day I felt like I had to leave a part of my life behind yeah to move forward and grow more. Scary. Yes, very scary. Wow, okay. But exciting. Well, yeah, absolutely. Very <laughs> exciting. But that's exactly, it's what you want. But I think that a lot of people could could relate to that idea of when you when you do finally have to move, even though if it's something you wanted or worked for, yeah. making that transition to something completely new is always scary, but it's also exciting at the same time. Yeah, because I felt like I took a chance and moved to New York to train. Yeah. So why wouldn't I take a chance to, you know, reach that ultimate You've probably already platform. done the hard part by going to New York. Yes. So. Okay. Mm -hmm. Was the dance company uh, as – was it at the level that it is now? Has it has the Dallas company always been a world-renowned company, or has it gone through an evolution over the past couple of decades, maybe, let's say, to this ultra-elite status that yeah. it's at now? Um, I feel like when I look back at the history and I read articles and watch videos, Dallas Play Dance Theater has always been – at the top, you know, on that top podium. And we've, the only difference is now is that the opportunities and the visibility has grown and we've gained so much momentum. Okay. So if we had a few things in that basket of goodness, now I feel like the basket is overflowing. How many dancers are actually in the Dallas Black Dance Theater Company? So we have 12 members, uh, company dancers, in Dallas Black Dance Theater's main company, six men and six women. Okay. In our encore company, we have four men, four women, plus one apprentice. 
Um, is it always half and half male and female? Is it always set up that way? Typically. And uh, we need that balance for choreography. Um, it just lends for more options. Um, choreographers, they have, you know, more to play with. Sure. Yeah. Okay. Now, we discussed the academy, and I know that you guys offer different styles of dance through the academy. Does the actual company itself adhere to a certain style, or is it always different based on what you guys are presenting at the time? Sure. For the uh, most part, um, we are a professional modern dance company. So when we say modern dance, a lot falls under that category because there are different codified techniques in modern dance, um, as well as a little bit more improvisational, free-formed styles like there's a Martha Graham technique, Lester Horton technique, Catherine Dunham technique, um, and those three techniques that I mentioned are staples of any professional dance career. Um, and along with that, we're because of the choreographers we bring in, or perhaps because of the particular project, mm -hmm. that calls for us to um, utilize the other training that we have under our belt. All of our company dancers, regardless if there are student performing ensembles, the encore company, or the main company, we all have ballet training. Um, you can't do, you really can't hardly achieve any dance you know, choreography well without that classic so, ballet training. So ballet is probably the base where all this starts yes, from. And then the maybe somebody is has more experience in one area than the other. Mm -hmm. So they're really good at tap or they're really good at this. Yes, exactly. Okay. And um and because we're Dallas Black Dance Theater, we like to make sure that we can include everything. So some of our works might be African dance based. And um, we also, a couple of the dancers in the company, they're tap dancers. So we've able to, you know, we're able to just continuously offer more. Okay. Yeah. Um, it, you mentioned techniques. Now, when you say dance techniques, you, you had different, uh, it was people's names that were associated yes. with it. Is that... You do you learn a style of dance a certain way? Is it actual dance moves through these yes. techniques? What is a dance technique like you were saying yeah. that you guys apply? Yeah, so whether it's ballet technique or perhaps the modern dance techniques that I've mentioned, um, there are there's a vocabulary just like okay. um, I guess just like in sports, you know, in football, baseball, basketball, there are certain terminology that the way that different maneuvers are achieved. Yeah. Same thing with dance. If I yell out, you know, let's have a grand plié and a tendu and a grand batma. If I go, if I'm whether I'm in Dallas or if I go to Europe or in the Caribbean, everyone knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, um, so in terms of dance technique, there's that strict vocabulary um, that's universal, a universal language. Gotcha. Mm -hmm. um, this is the 41st season yes. for the company. I, just a goofy question. How long is the season? When you say a dance season, <laughs> how long is that? Now, when I answer this question about how long a season is, people look at me like I have 12 eyes. <laughs> um, at Dallas by Dance Theater, our season is 11 months out of the year. Okay. So, Seems a bit longer than I would have expected. Yes. So when people think about a season, you know, basketball, what do they have, 82 games, baseball, 162, yeah. something like roughly, football's X amount of weeks. Well, that's why I feel like dancers are superhuman because we don't just have, you know, a few months out of the year where we have to be on. We have to be on all year long. So that's, you know, their physical routine, their regimen away from being in the dance studio, you know, that cross training that they need to have. Sure. So and because we have so many performances and we're a repertory company and repertory companies 
um, that just means that we have every different type of choreography that one could think of, not just one style. So that means the dancers have to be in tip-top shape 11 months out of the year. Do, do people misunderstand or kind of underestimate the athleticism that dancers like this are, are capable of or they yeah. have in them? Because just being healthy for 11 months out of the year is is nearly impossible for athletes <laughs> right. but you guys are constantly working and if you take a piece away you take a dancer away from mm-hmm. what you're doing it could really affect all the hard work that everybody's been put into so you really have to make sure that you're healthy and that you're in shape so do you do you think that people really understand what it takes to be a dancer at this kind of level I don't think they quite grasp the full spectrum of it um, and like you mentioned if we have one dancer who's injured um, that really changes the game because you said you had an apprentice for encore, but you did yes. not mention one for the for the main company. No, so. and the apprentice is something new. Like on any sports team, you know, if someone gets injured, they go down, they're out. Someone comes in. You've right? got a whole other league full of guys. Yes. No. When you're a company dancer, um, it's it's you or no one because there are only there's so few twelve dancers. If you know, yeah. so um, that just means that we kind of have to shift the choreography. Maybe someone else has to take up more of a workload. Um, and the the difference between dance dancers and the different sports, I feel like, is we work just as hard as it. Maybe not. Uh, I think we work harder, uh, but we have to look good doing it while we're doing it. And whether that means that it's a role where you're happy and excited or it could be something sorrowful or you've got the emotional aspect of it, you know. And so the audience sits there and I think they're mesmerized in a kin- from a kinesthetic point of view mm-hmm. um, and they appreciate the drama and the sensation. But what it really takes, because for an example, um, on a daily basis, we rehearse Monday through Friday from 10 to 5. Those are our hours. So our warm-up class alone, some, you know, you see runners, they kind of pull their legs up, stretch the quads, and do a lunge and do a neck roll and kind of stretch the arms out, and they hit it. Yeah, they're off. off on their journey, exactly. right? Exactly, yes. But every day we come in, and their warm-up is 90 minutes long. Wow. And that's before they have to learn new choreography and have to keep um, – Growing accustomed to love the word, let's see it again. How often are you guys performing? So how often you're working for 11 months out of the year, but how often is the company actually putting on performances for people? Here in Dallas, um, we have three performing seasons at the Dean Charles Wiley Theater in the Dallas Arts District. Um, And our Director's Choice Series happens in November, our Cultural Awareness Series in February. And in May, we have our we always close it out with our spring celebration. And then because not everyone is able to come downtown, we make sure we try to get out. So uh, we have what we call Dancing Beyond Borders in Mm -hmm. Fort Worth at the Scott Theater and also in Richardson at the Charles Eisman Center. Uh, And then also our Encore Company, they present their Rising Excellence performance at the newly, or I should say renamed, uh, the Moody Performance Hall, which was the Dallas City Performance Hall. So you guys are just really trying to spread this out as far as you can and really make the whole Metroplex feel included. Yes, and in between, uh, we try try to uh, carve out time where we can actually go out on tour across the country or um, out of the country. Also, let's talk about that, though, because you guys go all over the world. Yes. Certainly across the country. So is it 
in between performances here that you guys will just take like what like a two three week trip type thing how how does that international national travel work for the company yeah internationally speaking usually about a week or two out um encore company i accompanied them to uh, we went to chile this year uh in the spring and they've gone to mexico but the company we have uh performed in 31 states uh let's see five continents uh, 15 countries, and it's rising. That's amazing. All right, now, you mentioned one, the Director's Choice Series. That's actually coming up pretty quick, November 3rd through the 5th. Yes. This is happening. What what can we expect? What happens during this? Boy, this is going to be an exciting program. We have a new artistic director, Bridget Elmore, and she will be premiering a new work called Uncharted Territory. It's based on her experiences. She was a an instructor at a university in South Korea. So it's based on her time living there and her travels throughout Asia. Um, Jewel D. Lane has a dance called How to Kill a Ghost, which sounds very uh, thematic in terms of, oh, it's Halloween, has nothing to do with that. It's great work. It's about relationships and how when you... uh, when you break when you break up from a relationship, how you can't shake that person from you kind of resonates with yeah. you. Uh, Rebecca Troyak has a dance a duet, very intimate, personal. Um, it's kind of like I feel like you're the spectator looking through a, a window from the outside looking in. It's called monophonic, beautiful, and uh, the coup de gras is tower. Uh, choreographed by um, Andy Noble. Um, He's based in Houston. And Tower is a cast of 22 dancers, which is our encore company and the main company. And let me tell you, it is, uh, it was, his idea of it was coming from all of the, um, just our climate of the world in which we live. um, And I mean that in all facets. And so through triumph and through the strife and all of that, it resolves with rain. It rains on stage. It's going to be fantastic. The Director's Choice Series happening November 3rd through the 5th. Tickets are available right now. You can find them on y'all's website, dbdt.com. I've been speaking with Melissa Young. She's the Associate Artistic Director of the Dallas Black Dance Theater. Thank you very much oh, for stopping by. I need to, to have be you back here. because I don't. We we still have a lot more to talk about. So Let's maybe you can bring some dancers next time, and, oh, and we could bring it. a bunch of people in and really learn more. But once again, their website dbdt.com. Go and enjoy performance. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Thank you. Tune in is the audio platform with something for everyone. News. In order to secure convictions in a court of law, it is essential that we conclusively sports. Back clock at four. Donchich. The step back three. You bet. Music. You set my world on fire. Yes, and even podcasts. Whatever you love, hear it right here on TuneIn. Go to TuneIn.com or download the TuneIn app to start listening.